Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David Medeiros, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. We want to start off today and keeping myself out of trouble from the marketing group of reminding everybody that we've got our Blowhard and Shine Bright seminar coming up in February, and tickets are on sale for that. By the time this podcast comes out, it may be past the early bird special time, because I think it runs out. I think it runs out on Halloween. That doesn't sound right. right. I think, I think that sounds right. right. So you may have you may have blown the opportunity to save a hundred bucks on coming to an awesome awesome workshop done here in Seymour. So check out any of our media sites, and you can still register. There's still there's still room in the class. We keep the class pretty limited. So you you do want if you're interested in coming, you do want to sign up because it is a small class. But Blue Heart and Shine Bright is what did we say? Didn't we decide it was February 29th? We never have a calendar here. February 20th. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah, it wouldn't be the 29th next year. Because it's not a leap year. Yeah. Yeah, this year <laughs> this year was the leap year. That's right. So having said that, what we are talking about today, David and I are talking here today, is taking a non-stable source of energy and converting it to a stable source. And the reason we kind of talk about that, and then I'm going to quiz David on some of this, is you you think about it from the standpoint of the sun shines every day, right? Sun comes up every day. Pretty (laughs) so far. I don't don't want to tempt 2020 with a, (laughs) a spin on this. So far it's come up every day. But you've got rain days, like right now today is a super rainy day here in Missouri. Thank God we've needed that for a long time. Right. So we, we don't have the sun output today, and we've our wind is really good. <laughs> yeah. But so there's peaks and valleys in the energy production, and how do we convert, or how do we, for lack of, I'm trying to think of a better word, but I'm going to use tolerate, how do we tolerate that instability and make that stable? So I'm going to pose that over to David. David, how do we do that? Well, both of them is through the use of the first first deal we do is, of course, the sun. We're using solar panels and then going into, and in this scenario, we're always going to assume that we're doing off-grid. And so we're taking solar panels and or wind energy, okay, wind turbine, micro wind turbines that we sell, and we're converting that wind or solar energy into DC power. And then we're going to go down through we're going to run that into a battery bank, and as we do that, we're going to run that through a, a charge controller. And there's that's a big key in this whole this whole talk we're having right now is, is that charge controller, because depending upon the charge controller, we're going to get the effectiveness that we want from the actual charging source. So you know, if you have a, a wind turbine run through just our simple, basic relay style controller, it's going to charge. Typically, more be a type of a trickle charge versus, you know, a true on, you know, 20 amp charger type deal for your batteries. And the same way with the solar. I mean, you can run solar through a relay base controller the same way. So to kind of back up, first off, in this idea of instable versus stable or unstable versus stable, 
grid tie is kind of out because you would just pull from the grid. Yeah, you just pull from the grid, yeah. And grid tie... Or if it peaked up, you would just backfeed into the grid. Yeah, you backfeed into the grid. And and so, so there again, with this deal, we're not as concerned with grid tie because typically in a grid tie situation, we have put all the components in to make it the most efficient because we are trying to grid tie. We are trying to reduce that electricity bill. So we're, we're trying to put but, all the but, components. But even there, there, there are different degrees of grid tying, right? Because like the Outback system yeah. is a little more yeah, sophisticated, out, right? Outback is very sophisticated. It's got actually two or three different modes on it. One of the grid tie features it has is to grid tie with minimum use from the grid. So for instance, let's say that you have a turbine that can produce you know, 25 kilowatts a day. And during that day's time, you know, let's say every hour you were producing, you know, a thousand kilowatts, a little over that, then you, but for some reason during that hour, you used a thousand and five kilowatts. It would only pull five kilowatts or it would just pull exactly what it needed from the grid. It always uses the batteries first, so long as there's battery power available. And there's a prescribed level that, so you don't destroy your batteries, you know. So they're, they're very complex deals. I mean, so there again, in that situation, we're already trying to make that as the most efficient as possible. But the big issue and the, and the big question we usually have is somebody that was trying to do a little off-grid system, me, maybe Wes hasn't yet, but he will. Eventually in Wes's house, he won't be looking for, you know, the the most cost-effective. He'll want it to be, the cost has to make sense, but he needs power. I mean, when he's running a whole house, I mean, you, you don't want to skimp on any of your, your different products. But let's just say it's like my little garage setup. You know, maybe I my solar panels would produce a little bit more if I would invest in an MPPT controller, you know, versus just a PWM controller. Or, Is that what you got PWM in your? Yeah, I got a little PWM controller. Because they're, they're like, yeah, they're like 30 I mean, bucks they're, or yeah, something, they're, right? They're I mean, between 30 and, and 80 bucks, you know, and, and they do, then they do a, a fine job. But I can't expect the output, you know, with an MPPT, I would gain about 15% more efficiency out of that panel per day, you know. In an off-grid situation, depending on what you are doing, that could be a huge number. I mean, that, you know, if you had 1,000 watts worth of solar panels, I mean, that's another 1.5 kilowatts a day you're getting. You know, that's another that's another refrigerator you can run just by changing that controller. Or less solar panels or, or solar wind turbine you'd right. have to buy, right? I that's mean, right. That's so definitely that's so one of the big deals we get so why would you ever buy pwm cost the cost versus the for me for instance you know i use these for lights in my shop i use a little inverter for running a saw every now and then charging my dewalt batteries i go to that shop maybe once every three days and flip on the lights find what i need back to the house i go you know i don't i don't work in it i don't it's just a means for a my garage wasn't big enough to hold all the junk i have i mean so you know i just have to have another storage facility basically so but one big deal that we get a lot of questions we get is is on wind turbines and getting the most efficiency out of them and so our wind turbines i like a lot of wind turbines can produce pretty high voltages i mean really overall i mean a 24 volt turbine is can easily produce 80 and 90 volts okay so then how are you Feeding that into a twelve or twenty-four. Well, a lot of times we're doing volt a, system. I mean, a lot of times we are doing that with just a regular. They're going our three pal, which is a, a relay based controller, a, a diversion controller as you would call it, which diverts energy after it gets the batteries get full to a certain. Okay, level. but but hold on, back up on me. So if you're if you're pumping out, what'd you say, hundred and maybe? I mean, up, 
Up to 120 volts. Okay, so 120 volts coming into a 12 volt system. How does it? Well, what happens know, is go right past the blue smoke and turn into the yeah well, red flickery flames. What happens is, is is as the voltage comes up, the amperage will come up as well. But it does It's not one for one. It doesn't. You know, for every volt that you go over, you don't increase by another amp. What happens is is your amperage will a lot of times stay lower as well. Say and how many amps you know, are we talking about? Say eight amps, nine okay. amps, you know. Really, so, sometimes really pretty up, low. You know, you know, sometimes up to, you know, 15, 18, 20. Well, but then what? Overall, so, it's pretty low. And so what happens is just a lot of that energy is just left to be unused. It's Where does it go? Because it's got to go somewhere. Well, that's what causes heat. That's what causes heat in your turbines. That's what causes heat in your battery banks. So as that is that heat is being created, the energy is being released All there. Right, so back up. So you got, let's just say, 100 volts coming in mm-hmm. at around 8 amps. Mm-hmm. What can a 12-volt battery take in amps? It can take up, I mean, it can take up to, you know, 55 amps, but it's going to, really? gonna, yeah, it's going to not, almost any battery can do that. It's going to not take that very long before it really starts, we'll consider, boiling the boiling battery. Up. I mean, okay. you're going to start smelling it. and uh, even If even it's on like, lead acid, and if it's on a... Yeah, what about our? If it's uh, on a lithium or an AGM, you're you're causing irreversible damage. At what amperage? Anything over about thirty amps, you're starting to cause irreversible damage because it's getting too hot too quickly. Okay, it just can't take that. And so if you start boiling the batteries on an AGM, a sealed, you know, it's going to start off gassing and basically. So this is our. I don't, you yeah. remember the movie Armageddon? <laughs> yeah, this is our Armageddon. That's right. Well, device read two volt, <laughs> two pounds fine, three pounds fine. Five pounds place blow up. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the, the whole deal there too. So we so below thirty amps coming in. Yeah, and so if our wind turbine is kicking up, you said it can kick up to hundred. Yeah, volts, on a twenty-four volt unit, it can, but it's yeah. about eight eight amps. About eight amps usually. Yep. Okay. Eight, so eight to, depending on the battery. It's all dependent upon the battery resistance too. You know the cheaper the battery you have and i don't i don't mean that to sound snarky but the least inexpensive battery you have a lot of times have high resistance values and as they have high resistance values they have they're going to actually take in less energy and so and the, get, the amperage will hotter, go better. yeah and they get hotter quicker okay and the amperage goes down you know versus our blue blue technology batteries are our, our, our north star north star to explore battery then they they may rate you know 15 amps because their resistance is almost at a zero so they're able to take in just about almost all the energy that it can give. There again, it just can't take in all that voltage. And that's why by putting in on our wind turbines, the all-in-one board that we that we build that's got the VRD on it and then the midnight controller, the, the MPPT controller, it can convert that. It knows how to convert that and get them the most output so out what's of it, that. what's it converting to? I mean, what's a, like a rough? So, if we had the 110 coming in amps, what could it convert it to? So, what it say you were coming in at the 100 amps and uh, 100 <laughs> volts, eight amps, yeah, <laughs> boom. It may convert it down on a 24 volt bank to coming in at 27 volts and 25 amps, whatever the math is. Right. To make, I mean, and, it, and what it will do is always, it's always looking at that battery. It's always doing the very best it can for that battery. And so, when it does that conversion, okay. Is it a straight math thing, or is there energy lost in the conversion? There's a little bit of energy lost. I mean, I know, I I know. If you've got, if you had 100 volts at eight amps, you've got 800 watts. Right. So that's math. So if it can, so if it steps it down to 12 volts, does it become 12 volts at whatever times that would be 800, or is it, or is it lose some? 
it loses some, not, not much, just very, very little, but it loses some. And now another thing to think on that, you know, you just brought in a good deal. You so, know, somebody says, well, I'm getting a hundred volts and I'm getting eight amps. You know, well, that's 800. You're exactly right. That would be 800 Watts. But the issue is, is that battery able to absorb that, that hundred volts, or is it more absorbing 30 volts at eight amps, which is 240. Well, that's where that MPPT comes in and does that before it tries to get to that battery. It actually changes it before it gets to the battery bank. And so, so is this another argument, another argument in favor of like a 48 volt system? Because then it, it definitely helps. It I mean, gives the it higher voltage more you go, range. Yeah, the higher voltage you go, the there again, it's that those numbers are closer. Because I'm always, I'm always surprised. 48 is the one we sell the least of. Yeah. And it's the most efficient, is it not? It's the most efficient. Causes the least heat. Why? The smallest amount of A lot of people, there again, it back, goes back to a cost deal. A lot of people, because it does take four times the batteries, you know, so a lot of people are like, yeah, ah, okay. you know, I don't, I've got a couple batteries at home. I just don't really particularly want to do. And depending on the system, sometimes it's not cost worthy to do that. You know? Why? Just because of the, the number of batteries they have to do. You know, if I mean, basically, take, you're I'll saying my garage, instead of instead of buying one battery, you got to buy four for whatever you do. If you're in a 12 volt, right? Or, or I guess if you're in six volt, which is six volts, I'm is, gonna have to is, buy eight batteries. So, yeah. and are the six volts just a better battery? Or? Six volt. That's another. That's another topic. We'll get on to another day. <laughs> we it, have a topic it, for yeah, our next podcast. Topic, <laughs> it's better to use in the higher voltage strings. It's better to use lower voltage batteries and have them series together versus having a parallel. Okay. Together. Okay. That's good. We'll enough. put a pin in yeah. that. In in that. <laughs> okay. But if we had it, if we had 48 volt system, it would be a lot, be a lot uh, more efficient. acceptable to whatever's coming in. Right. Almost two times. I mean, really, it's either two or four times more efficient. I mean, it, and that's just the true numbers. There's no magic. I didn't make up a yeah. magic number. I mean, Four times 12 is 48. Yeah, I mean, you or know, 24 volt system. Yeah, or 48. 20, yeah, that's right. So that's two times. Yeah. So that, that it is definitely more efficient. And a lot of that has to do with heat. You know, a lot of that has to do with heat and the way electrons travel, you know, versus it's a lot easier there again, go out and look at the power lines. There's 14,400 volts running through those two lines. And you look at them and think, that's no bigger under my thumb, you know? Try to pull 14,400 amps across something. <laughs> it's going to be bigger around than you are. <laughs> I mean, or it's, it's going to be pretty shade yeah, of glowing uh, orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just almost, it's that kind of, and the same theory goes back to why a 48 volt is more efficient than, you know, than the 12 or 24 volts. As and well, then so. because wherever you want to get it to, then you can convert it after that's you right. get it wherever it's going. That's right. I mean, yeah. that's the... Tesla versus Westinghouse. Yeah, West, say that, that uh, Edison argue, versus Westinghouse, right? Yeah, that's I mean, the whole. That was the whole reason that that we ran everything in AC like we did versus the DC. DC is by far the most efficient way of electricity. I mean, you got to think electricity is only trying to make a loop all the time. It is trying to make a loop. That's all it's doing. And so DC is very easy. I mean, you have a negative line and a positive line, and you basically have a short in between that of something using that electricity. You know, it's just sucking a little bit off as it creates that loop. It's just pulling a little bit off of it. You know, and the more you pull off, I mean, the the more that got to replace it, replace it, right? And so that's all we're doing. Whereas AC, 
you know, it's travel on, on two different ways. I mean, it's alternating the current. It has a loss factor on it that's much greater than, than DC, you know. That's why most all appliances, just a little little side note here, most all appliances are DC appliances and have a converter in them that changes them to the normal 110 plugs. But they are a DC the motor, the true motor inside of it is a DC motor. And so a lot of people don't realize that. And so anytime you have to convert from DC to AC, there's going to be, there's going to be loss, you know, and vice versa, you know? So. Okay. All right. So wrapping up our idea here, the big idea of flattening that out, basically just flattening out your supply versus your demand. I mean, it really just comes back to, to batteries that, yeah. Or yeah. taking the hills and valleys out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And hills and valleys. Yeah. That's what the battery is for. The better the battery you have, the flatter you'll get that, you know, overall, you know, that's why the blue technology in the, in the North Star battery is so efficient. I mean, it, because it's designed to take out the hills and the valleys. I mean, it, that's what it was designed to do. Okay. So, you know, so kind of to reiterate again you know as you're looking at your wind turbines right now the reason that i bring this up now is because now the wind's starting to gear back up for the winter time and this is really really where we're going to have our wind production from now until end of april i mean you're going to have some pretty good wind overall and so you know as you look at that and if you don't think that you're getting the production that you want you know call us we'll we'll go over it with you a lot of times though it's in the charge control and, and or in the battery system one of the two and just with maybe some tweaks there, or, or maybe maybe you need that new controller. If you're really needing that to produce that energy, you know, then then it may be time for a new controller. So okay, all right. So don't forget, check out our website, sign up, come to the workshop. David will make you a sandwich while you're here, and get you a tater chip sandwich. And there you go. We'll enjoy a great day here. But thanks for checking us out, and we'll keep bringing you some more podcasts. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's doggy chicken treats coming. Thanks again.